Right, good morning, everyone. Bishnah Rabbi Krohn. Um, we are on Kuf Yud Gimel Ahmed Allah for about five or six lines from the bottom. Um, so just to give a quick recap of what we talked about yesterday, we talked about some of the differences between a cheresh and a shote and a katan in terms of um, biblical, rabbinic marriage and why it applies or why it doesn't apply. So what we've been talking about most recently is about the cheresh, about the deaf mute, whether um, we know that they have the, the concept of a rabbinic marriage. So there's a discussion that we're in about why is that so? Is there a rabbinic marriage? Because there clearly it cannot be a biblical marriage, meaning that's completely not a possibility. Or is it because there's a suffix about whether the marriage is a marriage or not a marriage, so therefore the, r- r- the, from Rabindar Abanan, um, they set up this marriage. Um, and we got into the discussion with... Um, we, we had a discussion with um, Rokhia Barashi, said the name of Shmuel, about uh, the question was whether someone who, if someone's married to a, a Cheresh, a Cheresh who's married to a, um, to, to, a, to a typical person, and so therefore it's a rabbinic marriage, if someone were to come along and to have an affair with that woman, is it, would they, is, is it, since it's not a, not a biblical marriage, what do they need to do that they potentially need to bring an Asham Tali? And Asham Tali is what you do when there's a suffix. So um, so they, they brought this whole discussion about, you know, again, about whether it's a suffix or not, where they went, brought up this Mishnah, of the, where they talked about there are five different groups of people that don't bring Truma, and one of those was um, was a Chere um, Shoten Katan. Right, so therefore, you might believe that because of that, that the chayrish is clearly not a suffix situation. Um, but so then again, the question is, why don't you have? Why wouldn't you bring this asham tali? So we said maybe when it's an asham tali, and this is where we ended off that there that the Shmuel followed Rabbi Lazar that said when there is an asham tali, it means that you there's A and there's B, A is okay, B is not okay, and you don't know whether you chose A or B. So it's not a case where there are two women and one woman was good and one was bad, you don't know what you did, or whether there was two pieces of meat, one good and one bad, but you didn't have two, you just had one person that's a suffix about their situation. So um, so in this case, we don't have it, and maybe Shmuel follows Rabbi Lezer, that, uh, that, 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 that applies. So that's where we left off. So we're starting with me by Rabbi Lezer, Chaticha, Mishtei Chatichos. Um, that's about five lines from the bottom. So does Rabbi Lezer, um, does, he, does he hold this way about having this, needing to have two, uh, uh, an option of A or B? Uh, Tanya weren't in a bright, so Rabbi Lezer, Omer, Koi, which is some kind of animal which you're not, it's not known what it is, um, whether it's a kosher animal or not. Um, that if you have its fat, you're chayav and asham tali. Now, in that case, you know, you're only talking about one thing. It's the same, it's the same situation. You have one thing. It's a suffix about what that one thing is. And he would say, in that case, you would chayav and asham tali. And the Gemara answers, Shmuel, Savak, Rabbi Lezer, Bechada, In some cases, he follows Rabbi Lezer, um, meaning he would follow Rabbi, Rabbi Lezer about the, um, about the, um, that, that when it comes to a chayrish, it's a suffix, but when it comes to this concept of needing two things as opposed to one thing, he wouldn't follow Rabbi Lezer. So now just another way, we're gonna, this is another way of saying the same thing we said, it's just a different spin on it. Some say the way it is, is Amr of Chiyah Bar Ashi, Amr Shmuel, Eishas Chayrish, the wife of a chayrish, Chayavin Asham Tali, she's required to, he's required to bring a 
Ashram Talui, if you have relations with a Chayrish's wife. Um, so the Gemara question is, Meisvei, what about that Mishnah? We said earlier, that's what we used earlier to prove that the that the Chayrish um, is clearly not a someone not someone who's a Bardas that has a, an issue with their competency. Um, and this seems to go against it. Um, the Gemara answers, Sarv like Rabbi Elazar. He holds like Rabbi Elazar that the that it's a, it's a suffix. So so it's not that it's clear, but it's a suffix. So by Rav Ashi, Rav Ashi asks, my time is Rabbi Elazar. So what is the reason that Rabbi Elazar holds that a Chayresh's um, mental status is is questionable, especially in this in this instance? Do we say that? It's it's clear to him that the Khairesh has a um, competency issue, right? So Umiya Mispakale, but he's he's a question about whether the amount he has is is above a certain level, or whether it's not. So we know that he has a competency issue. So for lack of a better way of saying it, let's say we know that his IQ is a certain number, right? Whether that number is high enough or low enough to him to be considered competent is a um, suffix. Um, but he always is the same level. He's always an IQ of 97. We don't know if 97 is high enough to be considered a bardas, so that's the suffix. Odilma pshita but maybe it's different. The data kalishta, that his, that he, um, that he, that he has a weak mind. Vilav data tzalusahu. It's not a case that, um, it's not a case that whether his competency is high enough or low enough. The reason is, there are times that he's more lucid and times that he's less lucid. So there are times that, using the same analogy, there's times that he has an, an IQ of 120 and times that he has an IQ of 97, for whatever reason. So therefore, there are times that he would be considered um, above the line, you know, competent enough, and there are times he would be, would be considered deficient in his competency. So what's the difference between these two options? about whether this this deaf 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 mute person is able to divorce his wife for the get. If you say he's always at the same level, even though it's a it's a diminished level, just like he was able to do kedushin with the person, he's able to do he's able to divorce the person. So just like he was able to bring her in because he was a certain competency level, he was able to divorce her because he's a certain competency level. But it's more of a problem if sometimes he's above the line and sometimes he's below the line. Because you know he can do he can make he can do kedushin. He can't do divorce them because you don't know. Maybe when he when he married, he was above the line, and therefore when he was above the line, it would be considered a biblical marriage of sorts. But now that he's divorcing her, he's below the line, so you can't you can't do that. Um, so my so what is it? What is the answer? Take it. We don't know. Okay, so back in the Mishnah, we talked about um, the case of if a um, if a woman after you after they were married, she became a shota, she became um, incompetent, whatever that means. Um, he can't divorce her once that happens. So the Gemara explains. Amr Rabbi Yitzchak, Dvar Torah, Midah Raisa, Shota Migaresha. From Midah Raisa, you're able to divorce a woman who is a Shota. Midah Dehavia, Ipachas Barkacha, because similar to a woman who is totally competent, your Oban is able to, you know, Midah Raisa is able to divorce a woman 
even against her will. It was later on, I think, like and other things like that, where they established that the woman has to accept her divorce. Um, amru so why do they, why do we say that Midarabanan she is um, not divorced? So that um, because she is not a competent person, you're worried that she'll be kind of out there on her own in the world without anyone looking out for her. So therefore people will treat her immorally. Um what is the case that we're talking about? If we if we say that she is competent enough to care for her get, meaning she's able to keep it and store it and have it, um, and she's competent enough to protect herself, meaning that she's not just going to be you know out there for anyone to take advantage of. You don't have to worry about this concept of people treating her like she's hefker because she's able to, at least at some level, care for herself. Ella, but in a case of the Ein Yodas Lishmar Logita Vlatsma, in a case where she both can't be able to care for her own get and she's not able to care for herself. Tvar Torah showed How can you how can we say that me Oraisa you're able to um, you're able to divorce her? Even in me Oraisa in that case you wouldn't be able to, to divorce her. Why? Hi, Amar Devei Rav Yanai. We learned through Rav Yanai's um, yeshiva. Vinasan biada. When it says about a get, vinasan biada that you have to take a get and put it into her hand, meaning me get Meaning she has to have a hand to accept it. Yatsazo. This excludes someone She doesn't have a hand to accept the divorce. Meaning she has no idea what's going on at all. So if she's not, it doesn't have even the competency to know that she's being handed a get. Then even Mida Oraisa, you would not be able to divorce her. Forget about Mida Rabbanan. The Tana Devei Rabbi Yishmael, and we learn further in the uh, Yeshiva of Rabbi Yishmael, another Beraisa. The Shilchami Beiso, one of the one of the concepts of divorce is he sends her out of her own house, meaning Mishmashalchaveinochozeris. It has to be a woman who's going to be competent enough to know that when he sends her out, she just doesn't keep coming back. Because if she doesn't know what's going on, she's just going to keep coming back. It excludes a woman who doesn't even have that level of competency to know that she no longer lives in this house with this person. So if you have a woman who cannot take care of her own get and can't, um, you know, in that case, she clearly doesn't count. And therefore, you don't have a case of, you don't have this case where she is um, able to be divorced, but she's not able to be divorced, but so Lo is teaching isn't so hard to understand. What we need it for is this case. At but she knows how to take care of her get. You know, she knows that she's actually divorced and she has this document, which is her get. But she's not able enough to care for herself and protect herself from, you know, immoral people. Dvar Torah Shota Mikskareshas. In that case, um, the Shota would be able to be divorced me to Araisa because she knows how to accept her get, which was what we said earlier, those two psukim about being able to take it into her hand and know that she's not going to just come home. But the Rabbanan says she should not be divorced. Because she can't care for herself, um, they added on that you shouldn't divorce such a person because you're kind of just throwing them to the, throwing her to the wolves. Amr Abaye, Dekanami, this matches with the wording of the Mishnah, the Katani Gavidi Day, because the Mishnah says about the woman's case, Nishtes Lo Yotze, if she becomes a Shota, 
he can't divorce her. The Gavadidei, but it says about him, if he became a Shote, lo yotzi olamis, he can never, never divorce her. The wording is different, right? One says he shouldn't divorce her, and the other one says he can never divorce her. So there's, you know, it's, it's more, it's more um, forever stated when it comes to him. What's the difference between the case of the husband, the Katani Olamis, where it uses the word Olamis, meaning he can never? What's the case of the woman where it says the Lokatani doesn't say Olamis forever? So when it comes to him, it's a Daraisa, and when it comes to her, her it's just a Darabana, because he doesn't have any Das at all, he can't uh, affect the divorce. But when with her, because it's just a matter of of the of the rabbanon trying to protect her, that's the only reason that um, that that it was with her. So he is a daraisa and she is a rabbanon. Okay, now back back to the mishnah we learned earlier. Amar um, they asked ish So Rav Benuri had said this is again about. Um, about the man and the woman, what the difference is about about them in terms of if they become a shota after they're married. So the question here they're asking is, Rav Yochah ben ish pshita, is it the case that um, it's obvious to him that when the man becomes a and this is about a cheresh, not about a shota, if it's obvious to him that when the man becomes a, if he becomes a cheresh after they're married, he cannot divorce his wife, but when it comes to whether the man could divorce the woman who became a cheresh after they were married, um, if that's uh, that's okay with him, meaning that it's clear that the man cannot, but the woman maybe she can. Maybe it's the other way around. Maybe it's clear to him that the woman can be divorced, but the, the man he's not sure if he's able to um, if he's able to divorce the woman. So the Gemara answers Tashma. We learn that Rabbi Yochanan was asking whether, asking why the Cheresh husband can't do a divorce. Um, for what was said, the man who is doing the divorce is not the same as the woman who's being divorced. Because the man, the woman, is able to be divorced with her will or without her will. But the man can only do divorce when he with his will. So therefore, um, Rabbi Yochai Benuri was asking why the man can't do the divorce because it's clear that the woman could be divorced because she could be divorced whether she wants to or not. You know, it's against her will. But the man, it's more about what he wants to do. Maybe it's the opposite. Midik Amrile, from what the Rabbana later said to Rav Yochanan Benuri as an as an answer, Avzu Kiyotzebeth that they're this, they're basically the same. Shmamina Ishakim Baile. We learned that Rav Yochanan Benuri was asking why the woman can be divorced. That maybe it should be the same way, just like the man shouldn't be able to be divorced because he no longer has the das. Maybe the woman shouldn't be able to be divorced because she no longer has the das. So there's you know different opinions about Rav Yochanan Benuri's question was, and neither of them really is is so clear. El Rav Yochanan Benuri Divram Karmelhu. Rav Yochanan Benuri was was saying what the Rabbanan said. That what he was saying to them is Li Didi, according to his opinion, according to Rav Yochanan Menuri, he de just as 
the man who's a cheresh and no longer has enough das can't divorce a woman. So too, according to Rabbi Yochanan Minuri, the woman who's who's a cheresh can't be divorced. But according to your opinion, the Rabbanan, it's different. You say, according to your opinion, that the woman can be divorced and the man cannot. So what's the difference to you, the Rabbanan, about why you would allow the woman to be divorced and not the man? Armalei, it was to answer this question that, Rabbi, that the Rabbanan said to Rabbi Yochanan Manuri, that the man who divorces is not the same as the woman who's being divorced. Why? Why? I don't remember, but but that's that's why. Um Hey, Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan um, said that, so, so uh, maybe this is answering it. Rabbi Yochanan, a good good guy, testified that a, um, that, that a, somewhat, that a man who was, who did a regular marriage and he became, and he married a, um, that a, a biblically married, a can be divorced. So what, what does that mean? What do we learn from this? Amarabba may do so, Rabbi Yochanan, a good good from the um, what Rav Yochanan and Gudgada said, and he said that even in a case of a a marriage that was okay to Aresa, the, the you don't need the you don't need the wife to consent to the to the marriage. That was an addition to Rabbanan. Um, so from that we can learn that Amrla Eidah, the man said to the witnesses that you know Ru gets that she'ani nosen. He can say. And this is not even necessarily in a case of a of a cheresh. This could be in any case. Ru gets Ani See this this document that I have. This is a get that I'm going to give to my wife for Amala. And then when he goes to her, he says, "Kinsi Here here's a uh, a loan document. He doesn't tell her that it's a get. He tells her it's some other document. Harezo Even in that case, she is divorced. Even though she didn't even know that it was a get, but she accepted this document. Kind of like when someone gives you a piece of paper and says you've been you've been served, you know he's giving her this document. He's saying it's something else and it's really a get. From this, we say that we don't need the woman's consent for divorce. So in other words, he's able to do this um, this this situation. If you look like note twenty eight, which quotes Rashi, Rav taught that a deaf woman who, as a child, was married off by her father. Goes out, which is which is a daraisa. He he, um, she can get go out with a get, even though um, uh, even though she can't give you know consent, even though but daraisa that's what you need. So here too, we don't require the woman to give consent. Um, that she she was able to be divorced, even though she wasn't able to give consent. Me daraisa, pshita. So this doesn't really help us. Um, because they're the um, th- that this this doesn't really add on anything to us. So what does this really add on? Maudetema. Um, what would we have thought without this teaching of Rava about this whole case about the guy giving this loan document and making believe it, or this get making believe it was a loan document? Maudetema. Me the Amrle Kinsi Maybe what we're talking about here is when he give, tells her, um, take this Starchov. Bituli Batle. He's really canceling the get. He's really saying, yeah, you know, it really isn't a get anymore. Hamash Milan, e Asilavatle. If he were to cancel the get, Le Adem of he would have said that to the Adem. He wouldn't have said to the Adem, here is a get that I'm going to give my wife and then given it to her. He would have said, oh, by the way, this I'm not this isn't really a get anymore. And we delow Adem. And since he didn't tell the Adem about this, he didn't cancel the get. And the reason he did this is, you know, whole thing about giving his wife this thing and saying, here is a loan document, even though it's really a get. 
Machmas kisufahu de ka'armala. Because he's embarrassed to actually divorce her. He doesn't want to get into it with her. He just wants to give her this thing and actually um, and actually divorce her in the process. Um, so therefore, we learn from this that she doesn't have to um, have the, willingly accepted. And again, the Aresa. So, you know, all this proves out that when it comes to the Aresa, he doesn't have to, um, you know, the woman doesn't need to agree to accept it. And it was really a Durabanan add on in the case of, a, especially in the case of a Cheresh, that we went ahead and did this. So let's just do another couple of lines and then we'll wrap up for this week. Um, so we talk about um, a case of a, um, of a Katan who ate Nevela. So Rav Yitzhak Barbisna, Irkasule Maftichay Deve Midrasha. So he once lost the keys to the base medrash. He should have had an access code. Um, Rishus Harabim, and this was in the Rishus Harabim on Shabbos. So we know on Shabbos, um, he can't use it, although the, the I think the Bach gets rid of the on Shabbos. But anyway, he lost the keys. Asal Padis. He came before Rab Padis. Armalei, he told him, Zil, go, Devar Atali Vitalia. Go, bring some kids to that place. Velitz Luhasam, let them play there. And if they find the keys, they'll bring them back on their own. It's kind of like, you know, when you're, so if there's a light on in your house on Shabbos, you take a little kid and hold him in front of the light switch and hope that they're actually going to turn it off. Alma um, Kasara, we learn from this, said if some, if a child eats nevelos, you know, meat that they're not supposed to, and they're not doing anything daresa, you don't have to stop them from doing this, putting aside the whole concept of so in this case, um, you would be able to, you know, they're able to say, you know, the keys are on the ground, bring the kids there, they'll wind up carrying it back, you don't have to worry about. Shall we say that this Baraisa helps him? Because the Baraisa said, A person shouldn't say to a kid, Bring me a key, bring me a seal. But he can allow him to continue to, you know, pluck a plant, you know, pull things out of the ground, um, if, if it's helpful for him. So in other words, you can't tell the child to do an activity, but you don't have to stop him from doing this. Um, the Baraisa is talking about where he's either, um, either he's pulling out something from an unperforated pot, um, and in that case, it is considered detached from the ground, so it's not really a Daresa type of thing. Or Zorik Bakarmalis Durabanan, or he's throwing an object in a Carmelis, which is Durabanan. So since the the child is doing a Durabanan, you don't have to stop him. You can't tell him to do it, but you don't have to stop him. But when it comes to something from the Daresa, you have to stop him from doing that. So with this, we'll stop. It will pick up Ezra Hashem next week. Everyone should have a wonderful day.